Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, excited for this one, is David West, NBA champion and member of the Golden State Warriors. Of course, David, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good morning. Thanks, God. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you, and I'm sure when you hear the introduction, NBA champion, that's got to sound pretty good. Have you gotten used to that yet? Uh, not quite. Uh, it still feels pretty good. Uh, you know, just been enjoying the summer, uh, enjoying uh, a pretty pretty good season that we had. And you left Indiana because you went, you went to San Antonio to chase that championship, and so you leave San Antonio, you go to Warriors, and you finally get it. What was the difference between those other stops uh, and, and this last one here with the Warriors and finally attaining that goal? Uh, well, I think it was just two things. Um, you know, the, the right collection of talent. Obviously, having a super talented team um, put us in position. And then, uh, you know, guys not believing that uh, it was just talent alone that was going to get us there. It was uh, just that consistent approach every single day. Um, You know, the guys having their right focus and everybody's, you know, pushing toward the same goal. And that's winning every single game um, that we have an opportunity to win. And then ultimately, um, you know, we were focused on the championship from day one. You decided to come back on a one-year deal. You said that this is probably going to be your last year. What were some of the thoughts that you had that led to the decision to come back for one more? Uh, well, right at the end of the season, uh, I talked to uh, I talked to Steve a little bit, and he just talked to me about you know that that transition, that thought process of going into retirement. And he was like, you know, when you know you're done, like there's no question. And so, um, you know, I had such a good taste in my mouth from, you know, the championship run and, uh, you know, the guys, uh, you know, Draymond was you know, been in my ear all year about just coming back, coming back, coming back. So, um, you know, it just felt good. It felt like the right thing to do. You know, I still feel alive. I feel like I can contribute. Uh, and obviously feel, you know, we've got a great, a great group and we bring it back just about everybody. So, um, you know, we just, just felt like it was the right thing to do, give it one more shot, uh, see what happens uh, after this year. You mentioned Steve Kerr, your head coach, and he was absent at least on the court because of his health issues. Mike Brown sat in that chair. Uh, what grade would you give Mike Brown uh, for, as far as the job he did steering you guys when Steve was out? Oh, man, I, I'd give Mike, uh, I guess, the best grade possible. Uh you know, Mike's a great basketball mind, obviously, um, and he's had some success, uh, some ups and downs in his coaching career. But, uh, you know, the, the, the best thing he did was he just came in and he sort of stuck to what we had been doing. Uh, you know, he added his twist here and there, but, you know, he got to be himself. But uh, but obviously it was just about the group, and he knew the strength of the group. Uh, he just did a good job of, you know, maintaining and keeping our focus uh, throughout uh, the stretches when he was in charge. Gio and Jones with David West, NBA champion and Golden State Warrior across the country on 
CBS Sports Radio. I know it's going to be a tough question to answer because you, you're not going to have to go through this having won the title, but if it didn't work out for you and you didn't get that title and you headed into retirement without it, would that have been a really tough thing to live with, or do you think you would have been at peace with your career regardless? Uh, you know, that's something that I thought about a little bit. Uh, you know, if, if I didn't win, uh, if we didn't win, it was going to be – it just be one of those – those pills you got to swallow. Um, but people know me. I'm, I'm motivated by uh, by winning and uh, by being successful. And um, you know that that's what drives me. Um, not so much monetary uh, gain, but you know the idea, you know the concept, what winning does to you uh, as an individual. Uh, and and that's what was most valuable to me. So I didn't. I mean, I thought about it some. Like, what if it doesn't work out? Um, uh, I knew going to San Antonio. You know, last year. We had a crack at it, you know. Every, you know, just because you don't win the championship doesn't mean the team uh, that you're on wasn't necessarily a championship caliber team. You know, you just didn't win it. Um, so I, I knew that for me personally, just being in those kind of environments where the, the idea of a championship was all that the group was focused on um, was what I needed to be in in the latter stages of my career, and then ultimately winning it just makes it, you know, just puts the icing on the cake or tops tops everything off. So. All right, I'm a Spurs fan, and I'm watching right. Kawhi Leonard do his thing, and then your boy Zaza just decided to do the dosi do with Kawhi's ankle. He goes out of the game. You're over. You're able to overcome a 23 point deficit if Kawhi does not get hurt and he's able to maintain that that healthiness and and do his thing. Would that series have gone a different way? No. still would have swept them huh (laughs) yeah you know i uh i think internally you know for us uh we we always said that you know the one game that we felt like we were most vulnerable against them would be game one Mm -hmm. and we felt like that was going to be you know their best opportunity to, to get one in that series um and then when they didn't get that one we just I just thought that, you know, knowing that was in our mind from the beginning, once we were able to secure game one, um, you know, we just went through that series, you know, ready to, you know, to just get through it. Uh, but again, I, regardless of what happens, I just, I, I had, a, you know, unbelievable faith in our group. Uh, again, we've been focused all year. We really hadn't let down at all. Uh, even, even when KD went out, I mean, we just, we just kept chugging along, kept chugging along. So, you know, I, I was very confident, you know, particularly after we, you know, we weathered the storm uh, early on in, in, in a few of those other series. Like, you know, Portland came at us tough game one. We knew that game one was going to be tough. Um, why did you again, think it was going to be – why did you think game one was going to be difficult versus the Spurs? Well, well, well one, because we were have, we had a bit of a break um, okay. before the series before. And, you know, their style of play – uh, just one of you know, it's, it's so uh, system driven that it almost takes you a game or two to you know to kind of settle in to get used to it to work against it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, and so you know, game one against them is usually when you're most vulnerable because you just you have to get used to or or, or, or sort of get reacquainted to how they play and the defensive intensity, obviously, and just the stifle. Uh, you know, the way that their defense and their system can stifle you on both sides of the ball. 
Gio and Jones with David West across the country on CBS Sports Radio. You guys have a ton of superstars in your team, a lot of big personalities, and you seem to get along really well. How come the Cleveland Cavaliers can't figure that out? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know what, what what works for us is uh, is we you know we're just we communicate. Uh, Draymond does a good job of just keeping the locker room wide open. Uh, Andre does too. You know, just any issues we're having, uh, you know, Steve addresses them. We just we talk everything out, uh, and everybody's on the same page. Uh, I don't think anybody in the group has you know those ulterior motives where they're looking and they're motivated by something other than winning. Um, and I think that that's that's one of the, the secrets that we have. Uh, once something that's special about our group. This was your first installment of the Warriors Cavaliers rivalry. Have has the team have they embraced this rivalry with Cleveland? Uh, I, I don't know if they've embraced it. I know that the, the, the challenge is there. Uh, it seems that you know everybody just kind of wants to see what happens when we go head to head. You know, obviously, you know it's because of the the, the, the talent and obviously LeBron being on Cleveland. Um, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things where we know that, you know, obviously if we get to the finals, we get to the later stages in, uh, in that playoff run, you know, chances are you're going to have to go through, uh, go through LeBron, LeBron or go through Cleveland. And, um, you know, that's just the way things turned out this year. We've only played each other twice during the regular season. So obviously those games are highly anticipated. and A lot of folks are looking forward to those games in the regular season. But, um, I think that, you know, obviously, just the caliber of talent on both teams, the fact that those teams have been in the finals the last few years uh, just puts extra spotlight on the games. You mentioned Draymond Green a couple times in a leadership role and being the guy who communicates. What is it about him and his communication that gets through to all you guys as, as well as it does? Uh, well, I mean, um, you know, he just says what he's feeling. Um, and you know, most of the time he's in the he's in the right vicinity in terms of messaging. I think sometimes, you know, because he's so emotional and he's so animated, sometimes what he's saying is actually getting lost in what people perceive as him, you know, you know, being maybe over over dramatic or, or overly emotional. But he's 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 usually saying the right things and um obviously it just making sure that everybody's on the same page. If we're constantly talking about championship and constantly talking about winning and, 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 and trying to be the best team possible um, you know, that message is constantly reiterated throughout the, the year and in the locker room. Um, he's one of the main guys that does that. Now, watching you throughout your career, you are looked upon as a leader. Did you feel like you could jettison that uh, label going over to the Warriors and, and you just wanted to fit in more so than step up and, and speak up? Well, uh, I mean, I'm still pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty outspoken. It's just um, – you know the role that I had served in, uh, you know, few, uh, the teams pr- uh, prior to San Antonio is just um, it was even more of a leader, more than leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was sort of being the, you know, I don't know, I don't even know a word for it, but just sort of being Mister Dependable or the guy that everybody leaned on for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, at times that gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be a part of a group that maybe has more uh, more than just one or two, you know, you want five or six of those types of personalities 
uh, in the locker room. Um, uh, and that was, you know, that's obviously what I was looking for and, and wanted to be comfortable uh, in. Uh, but there's still, you know, obviously my experience uh, being in the NBA will be now 15 years, having seen just about every twist and turn, uh, guys still come to me and uh, ask me questions about this, that, and the third. Um, and I just try to be a, a voice of reason. I try to be consistent in my approach every single day um, and try to lead by example. Uh, which club should I go to tonight, David? Which what? <laughs> I said, which club should I go to tonight, David? You've been to this city many times. Where, where are you? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just <laughs> no, he's going to give you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sure. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. I'm tired of Magic City. I'm tired of Magic City, dog. <laughs> David, before we let you go, I want to ask you this because this uh, this NBA offseason has been crazy because everybody's trying to get to the point where you guys are, and it's going to be very difficult to do so. Have you seen right. any teams' moves that have caught your attention more than the others, whether it's Paul George to Oklahoma City or what the Rockets are doing? Is there one where you say, hmm, I mean, that team actually, uh, they did something this offseason. Not to say that you'd fear them, but maybe it caught your yeah. attention a little bit. I, w- I would say Minnesota. Um Grabbing uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, uh, I think that changes them uh, tremendously. You know, obviously uh, the two young guys, Wiggins and Towns, are, are phenomenal. They're up, up and coming players, but I think uh, you know Jimmy Butler sort of gives them a ruggedness uh, and a toughness uh, that I think you know they need and it'll help that that group's personality. Um, so Minnesota is a team that that um, I thought. You know, they, they, they really got better uh, in terms of the West um, and the way they're going to position themselves. All right, you contemplated retirement, but you're going to come back for one more season. But do you have an idea of what you're going to do once you hang up your sneakers? Um, You know, I'm going to do a little bit of both. I love coaching youth basketball. Like, I'm huge into, like, the un, you know the, 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 the amateur basketball mm-hmm. um, and just having an impact on young people. So I'm definitely going to do that. Um, and then I've got, you know, obviously some other business interests and things that we're working on, uh, mainly in renewable energy that I'm going to focus on. Uh, but I just want to get through this year, you know, try to go out with a, with, a, with another bang, uh, okay. you know, try to be as uh, productive as I possibly can at 37 uh, and hope to end this thing right. All right. Well, when we're traveling around, we'll give you a call to find out the points of interest. All right. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Congratulations again. Enjoy right, the off season. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.